When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. It's our home opener. It's the D-backs home opener and we are thrilled. Well, I shouldn't say thrilled. Uh, we are uh here i how should do you, say how do you feel there we are here i'm okay. sad i'm sad jesse of course uh i am your mayor phnx occasionally known as Derek montia that guy way over there is my vice mayor he's also known as thunderstick jesse friedman and he <laughs> has returned to us from the state of california and of course <laughs> this set is looking a lot more beautiful tonight because we are joined by the queen uh herself the one and only Michaela Perkins. Michaela, thank you for being you here. You flatter me. Thank you for letting me join you. I kind of called an audible and I was like, well, I was at the game, so mm-hmm. I might as well just, you know, hop on the show. Yeah, you had, to, you had to suffer through that with us, so you I might know. as well be yeah. here with us. But uh, Gabe says, last time I spent $40 on a ticket. Oh, man. Oh, pal. I'm sorry, Rip buddy. to your $40. Yeah, no, I mean, trust me, I feel that same way every time I bet on uh, Christian Walker hitting a home run. But uh, thank you guys for being here. Uh, and we are very sad. We were very excited to be out there. Chase Field was a vibe. It was very uh, exciting to go out there for opening day. All of the pregame festivities were on point. Yeah. The stadium looked beautiful. Uh, by the okay. way, again, just to clarify, the roof can be open. Yes. Yeah, so many people are really confused They're about so that. They're so confused about that. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's get that. Let's clarify this. The roof can be opened. It just can't be opened with people in the stadium in any capacity. And yes. uh, that doesn't count like people that work there or yeah. the players for some reason. They get workers' but, comp. Yeah, exactly. Sure. But yeah, or sure. the media. Or yeah, the media. They're, they're, yeah fine. they're fine if, with if opening it when we're there. If the cables fall on the media, yeah. then that's yeah. not right. a problem. But if the cables know. fall on the fans, then we've got ourselves a big legal problem on our hands. I don't know so. how many people have seen the first five minutes of the movie Ghost Ship. But for some <laughs> reason, that is what I envision happening, going wrong with the, with the roof because it's it sounds like something terribly tragic and awful can go wrong. It's but like a Final Destination yes, movie exactly, waiting to exactly, happen. Exactly. <laughs> Do we so. believe this? Parking was $130 downtown tonight? No. No, there's well, no, no way. way. There's, there's no here, way. I will say I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some places perhaps charging that. But not getting it, yeah. you know. If you yeah. paid one hundred and thirty dollars for parking, my friend, let me tell you, you just got swindled. Ta- Taylor Swift, there was seventy five dollars for the premium parking close that's to insane. State Farm Stadium. Diamondbacks so. legally can't charge more than Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's in, true. in the they state can. of Arizona, the there's no reason to ever pay a hundred dollars for parking. Right. No. Arizona no. is too like like the it's thing too accessible. Is, it's not you can San find Francisco, parking lots. Right? You can find pla- Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. L.A. is really bad about that too. By the way, as Jeff he probably experienced himself oh it's terrible it's awful i mean as a member of the media you don't really notice because you're there so long that basically everyone at least i'm there so long that basically everyone is gone yeah. by the time i'm actually leaving the stadium you're, you're there before everybody and you're there long after yeah everybody, it's basically. beautiful it really is beautiful he's not but right. he's not uh right. when i've been to dodger stadium and just sat in the stands yes you you just sit in your car 
and and it's great. You call a friend, you know, yeah. you, you do your taxes. Yeah. You've got hours in your car <laughs> before you're hours possibly going to gonna make Whoever any progress. Whoever Dodger Stadium yeah. is an idiot. There's no reason there should only be one way in and one way out. Oh, what are we doing? Uh, I mean, there might be multiple exits. No, I think like yeah. there's only one. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I only use one, so I, me, I can't say. It reminds but. me of the Hollywood Bowl. The Hollywood Bowl has this weird parking where like. Everybody parks like in a line, but if the people in front of you don't move and the people to the side of you don't move, you ain't yeah. leaving until they're gone. Like it's the weirdest thing ever. But everything uh, the Dodgers do is awful. Yeah, everything in LA, uh, even except though they for what they did today. They yeah, yeah, today was that. not. Was pretty, yeah. was pretty uh, but back to the roof. By the way, uh, they can't open it. They just have to do it without people in the building. So the problem is, as it gets hotter, they have to open it hours and hours before people come into the uh, into the stadium. And then it just gets very hot. Even on like an 85 degree day, we have been standing down, Jesse yeah. and I, and and like touch the railing there right by, you know, like to go in and out of, of the field and stuff. And it's hot. Like yeah, you're the, the longer that they keep that roof open, that and that I think that's the real problem is they just can't leave it open so many hours before people get there and then not have it be terribly uncomfortable in the stadium once they're in but the stadium looked beautiful tonight the flyover was on point uh all of the pregame festivities were fun i think uh gabriel asked why did the game have to be so late this is like one of like five seven ten starts the entire year i believe yeah i don't know yeah it's pretty much know. just for the extra pregame festivities i believe they have that extra half an hour on there uh christian walker says or, or I'm sorry, uh, Sporting, <laughs> sporting my, Christian Walker's not here. He's <laughs> accepting his gold glove, but Sporting My Bad Habits, Arthur Shaw says Christian Walker home run is coming tomorrow. Derek, it's Kershaw pitching. Uh, yes, I will. I'll put I'll gladly waste my money again tomorrow. I have no problem doing that. Um, but uh, even though things were very good for Chase Field, things weren't so good for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, specifically, Merrill Kelly was not very good today, and he has not been good so far this season ever since. I mean, you could even chalk up the appearance of the WBC. WBC was a precursor to what we were about to get, like a little preview. (laughs) I mean, and it did. We talked to Tori Lavello before the game today, and Tori did comment about how that that uh, that entire thing, and mixed with you know a rainout and some other just yeah, it kind of messed with messed with some guys throwing schedules. Not guys maybe aren't quite as stretched out as as maybe they would be, but. I don't think that was really a problem for for Merrill today. No, right? he, I mean, went, he still, went. He went. He He pit, He threw ninety nine pitches. He which, threw longer than than he, he should have. Probably probably should have. Longer than he should. Uh, We're gonna get into that. We're gonna but. get into that. But yeah, Merrill. I mean, at Dodger Stadium, he didn't allow a run technically. Right, three and two thirds innings, no runs. But you know, yeah, four walks. I think it was three or four hits as well in this game. He gave up six hits, four walks again. That's not the way that Merrill Kelly normally operates, right? He's normally kind of a control artist, and uh, the way that he gets by is is not by blowing guys away, but because he's able to locate it where he wants right. to, and that's just not the guy that we've seen so far in 2023. And unfortunately for Merrill, both of his starts have come against the one team that he just cannot figure out. He's just, uh, he's just so bad against the Dodgers. He's just yeah. flat out not good against what was the Dodgers. The, what was the slash line okay. for the Do- for Dodgers hitters against Merrill well, Kelly, Derek? Wrap your mind around this. In 14 games, Merrill Kelly is 0-10 with a 5.64 ERA, and that's not factoring in tonight's start yet, so it's probably going to be even higher. Uh, giving up four earned runs in five and two third innings. The Dodgers have a 303 team batting average against him with an 888 OPS. Oh, no. Like, it's just all-star numbers as an entire team on average 
in 14 starts. It's a huge, you can't say it's a small sample size. Ooh, just line yeah. them up. It's getting to the point that you have to question if maybe you should skip Merrill Kelly's turn in the rotation when playing the Dodgers. Is that too, is that, I mean, I feel like that's, that's embarrassing. I feel like that's like demoralizing yeah. to him, right? But at the same time, when do you make a managerial move to try to ensure that you're giving your team the best opportunity? I mean, Merrill yeah. Kelly can be very good, and we've seen him be very good against anybody, including, you know, teams in the NOS that are tough teams. But for some reason, the Dodgers just seem to have his number. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really crazy. I mean, the only way that the Diamondbacks could have gotten Merrill to avoid throwing against the Dodgers would be to make him their fifth starter, I right. guess. Like, they right. would have had to start him fifth. Um, and then, I mean, he's pitching against the Padres. I don't have his career numbers against San Diego in front of me, but that lineup is still, you know, is very, very good at this point, better than it's been in years past. Um, yeah, I don't think that was realistic. You're not going to take a guy who had a 3 ERA last year over 200 innings you ready? and be like, you ready yeah, for we, we don't believe that you're good enough to, you know, pitch against the Dodgers. We're going to try to, you know, hijack the schedule so that you're throwing elsewhere. Hold on to your butts though, Jesse, do. because is that bad managing when Merrill Kelly is eight and two in 13 starts against the San Diego Padres with a 2.61 ERA? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's Numbers better, but it's better. But I mean, the Padres also didn't have Xander Bogarts and fair and, enough. And I mean, a lot of those starts probably came before, you know, uh, the Padres offense has gotten significantly better over the last couple of years. Yeah. There you go. Trying to be trying to be a realist again. But uh, I will say this, that Tori Lovello did make some moves tonight that you could question, uh, including uh, Kyle Lewis coming in at one point, I think for Alec Thomas, that didn't seem like it was uh, yeah. the best call considering the pitching matchup. I know, I believe Dave Roberts made a switch to kind of counter Kyle Lewis, maybe coming in the t- in the game, but uh, there was also uh, some questionable managerial moves when it came to Merrill Kelly. Uh, yeah, it was the sixth inning. It was the sixth inning. You've got Will Smith. He doubles to lead off. I think Merrill had 79 pitches, 78, 79 pitches, something like that going into the inning. So you feel like, all right, he's got it. You know, this is going to be go his last there. inning, but he'll be yeah, able to go out you know, and have short leash. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to throw him out there. So Will Smith doubles. Max Muncy strikes out which apparently is all Max Muncy does anymore. I don't yeah. really know what happened there. I, I don't um, and then J.D. Martinez walks. So you've got first and second with one out. You had Kyle Nelson, a lefty, warming up in the bullpen. And you've got two lefties in David Peralta and James Outman coming to the plate for the Dodgers. If Dave Roberts is in that situation, he's yanking Merrill Kelly. He's going to get his lefty, yep. and he's going to try to get out of the inning. It wasn't, you know, runner at first two outs, like, all right, see if you can get this last out. It was first and second one out. Right. I mean, Merrill is genuinely right. in trouble at this point. Uh, David Peralta, you know, not necessarily an elite hitter or something. This wasn't Freddie Freeman, but you still want to have a favorable matchup in that situation. Yeah. Uh, Peralta winds up grounding into a force out. You feel okay, and then James Outman, uh, you know, hits the RBI single, and then you're like, all right, probably should have gone to that lefty. And then Tori Lavello does go to the lefty, but he does so against Chris Taylor, a right-handed two hitter, righties. which is very uh, – Chris Taylor did wind up flying out, so I, I guess that worked out okay. But a really bizarre, bizarre decision there from Tori. And, I mean, obviously there's other analytics thing that go into this besides just the lefty versus righty, righty versus yeah. lefty matchup, but still. But it's not that complicated. It's really not. Like, baseball sometimes is not that complicated, and – when you see these moves made by other teams that are winning, it's not complicated. It's just believing in a guy, knowing who you're going to go to, 
and how it's going to work out. Tori, speaking of which, talked about how he's kind of structured these games before the game. Uh, he talked about especially, you know, the bullpen and the closer situation. And again, like we discussed, how how many options it gives him and how fluid it makes the situation. It sounds like Tori does know who he's going to go to as a closer, or at least has an idea prior to the game. So he does have that kind of set up. But uh, of course, even that feels like you're still a cl- looking at a closer, right? Because if you're managing the game and you're going to someone based on the best situation, you really have no idea what situation you're going to be in late in the game in the ninth yeah. and what guy you're going to go to. If you're going to need to go to a lefty or a righty, maybe you have an idea of, of which you know two guys maybe you have in mind that you might go to. But we kind of talked about it still doesn't seem like an ideal situation because – Tory doesn't really know yet who he can count on in these roles. And it feels like eventually he's just going to find one guy that he can and, and, and go there. Right. Yeah, I mean, we even talked to yeah. Jerry Jameson before the game started and he even kind of was expressing the same type of concerns. Like he just wants to know where he's going. Like yeah. he wants to know yeah. his role. Like yeah. he, Dre said it to us. He was like, I want to know where I'm going in this rotation. Like, uh, hello, Saul. <laughs> Hi, Saul. Hi, Saul. Like, oh, greedy. Yeah. Uh, he's well, what are we doing? Won, so I understand that. We don't know what that feels like. In here yeah, right the now, Suns but. won tonight. We're in a bad mood. Um, yeah, I mean, even Dre said it too. Dre was like, I just want to know where I'm going to pitch. Like, um, So I think there's like a shared consensus yeah. of like yeah. wanting to have defined roles for this bullpen. And, you know, despite co- like coming into the season, we were all scared about the bullpen. Like, I don't think that there's one the person problem, out though. here, but it's yeah, not the, the problem. Bullpen, the, the, bullpen. The, bullpen. the bullpen's doing great. The bullpen has been knock the on, best everybody thing, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, right the best thing yeah. about the 2023 Arizona Diamondbacks yeah. Yeah. statistically has yeah. been the bullpen. Because the offense has been trash. Garbage. Uh, and the starting, starting pitching, pitching has been, been very bad. Uh, it's literally, I mean, Zach Davies, five innings, one run. Yeah. You felt pretty good yeah, about that. All of the other starters have Scary. sort of been a disaster. Who, like, right if you would have told me right now bad. coming into the season at this point that the bullpen would be the thing that's operating well, I would have told you you are insane. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, the and it's not, I wouldn't say it's well, great. I mean, it has, a, it has a 4.5 ERA. Like, you know, it's <laughs> Compared not Compared to it's the other great. elements of the game, like it's yes. best <laughs> what else is happening yes. out there. Very true. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I do think having a more defined um, ob- objective for the bullpen and more defined roles is something that everyone's looking for at this yeah. point. Um, Motion says James Outman looks like an actor in disguise. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I don't trust that guy one bit. I don't understand <laughs> where he came from, and he's been entirely too good. Also, Will Smith. Will Smith, we're getting beat by Will Smith constantly. It's kind of weird. I don't know how the Will Smith on this show, the Will Smith slander started on this show. I blame Jacob. Is it Jacob? Yeah, Did that Jacob. happen it's while all I was Jacob's gone? Fault. Jacob, yeah. Will Jacob. Smith is really He's good. A really good I don't know where player. Jacob got like, oh, Will no, Smith is their number three hitter. You know why? It's because he kind of did the thing that players do when they come to a good team, right? He disappeared for a little bit, but it didn't mean that he wasn't a great player, and that's the reason why the Dodgers went after him, right? But sometimes that happens on a team like the Dodgers. Uh, I mean, honestly, Will we Smith have, is sitting 391. We're not even he getting 10 RBI. We're not even getting games. beat by Mookie and Freddie mm. Freeman. Like, let's be honest about it. Right. Like Freddie Freddy did homer. Well, Freddie did but, homer. But yeah, yeah. Did I mean, homer. and the Diamondbacks lack of offense. Really, we could question the starting pitching, but you're just not going to do much when you can only score, you know, one or two runs in a game, which is all we've really seen out of yeah. this season. The Padres yeah. game, that was the most encouraging one. And even that was a Zach Gallon start that kind of fell apart, that the Diamondbacks found a way to kind of, you know, uh, be, be a little gritty, throwing it back to that word, nice. uh, and getting <laughs> getting one of those wins out, right? But uh, not all was bad. Not all was bad. Uh, and Jake McCarthy was very good tonight for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he ends up being our king snake of the game. Uh, Jake McCarthy ended up going two for four, uh, scored a run, had that triple, 
look at him. He just looks fast there. He's like a graceful gazelle. Yeah. That's oh, running the base path. That's so perfect. That's exactly uh, how <laughs> I want to think of him. And it's good because Jake obviously has a, had a rough uh, start to the season, but he's getting things back on track now. And yeah, I mean, even if it's one guy at a time, I'll tell you what we've seen out of this team. We've seen this team be able to be pretty good, yeah. be pretty competitive on the field. It just feels like they're not even close to running on all cylinders yet. So you want to take one encouraging thing away it's it's that it's the fact that they haven't been playing at base good baseball really at all and they still are three and four now right um but i don't want to take away from opening day at chase field because we had some great great fun out there the vibes were still pretty great at the ballpark even though uh, they lost, but what before, percent Dodger fans would you? Would vibes you are high. Say? I don't. I don't was know. 20, 20, yeah, 25? there were. I didn't like. It wasn't an overwhelming cheer. It wasn't no, crazy. Dodgers. No, there it wasn't. wasn't. Crazy. And actually, I had a. Con- I talked to Tori about it yeah. in the moment, like because they were announcing the starting lineup for the Dodgers, and you weren't getting this huge cheer from the crowd there was actually an audible boo for most guys david peralta got a nice reception i don't understand booing well, peralta either yeah, I don't know it was a nice it reception was, no it was a mixed reaction it was the it was the they, most they played the little, out of I don't, they played the little freight train sound yeah it was form. really cute someone in the comments actually said um i bet d-backs fans are missing david their freight train um they did give him like a special shout out when he was in the outfield and they yeah. played like played the train noise which was really cool he did like the choo-choo um but, but like there the were, reaction there was still like, a lot of booze for him right? i don't know if it was booze or if it was just like groans and moans and like just being disappointed yeah, that he's in a dodgy maybe. he got a bigger reception i think when they announced his name yes. before yeah. the yeah, yeah, game yeah, started yeah. Yes. than when he went out to left field and they and they had that little moment yeah. for him right. then fans just like kind of didn't make it they were like look we already we, we we clapped for him earlier yeah, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he already got his accolades like david peralta is just still a delightful person he was still playing catch in the outfield with the stands like or with the people in the the people, like he yeah, did when he was yeah. in Diamondbacks uniform. And we saw him at spring training in a Dodgers uniform. I went up and talked to him, and he was just so funny about it, you know. And yeah. like, yeah. he really does love Arizona still, but yeah. it's not like he left here on his own, right? He was traded away and then Bye, picked D-backs. up. Bye. Let us know how the playoffs are like. We don't know what that's like. <laughs> um, but he uh, definitely, it was, I, I, I just, I don't understand booing a guy that didn't I mean, like. He did, to set the record, he, got, he did get traded. Then he signed with the Dodgers right? as a free agent, Derek. Right. That's not, uh, but the Diamondbacks weren't knocking down his door to bring no, him back no. either, Jesse. You know no, that. They, it, was, they weren't. it was really, really weird seeing yeah. him out there in, where his normally where he normally plays baseball in a Dodgers uniform. It was like a out of body yeah, experience. It was gross. I it was, was like, I hate this. It was I a, hated it's been it. a bizarro night all the way around with the starting pitching <laughs> being bad, but the relief pitching being good and everything else. But you know who was there for us? Our guy Baxter. Let's get back. Baxter looked great Baxter out there. Was, uh, Baxter was in. He, look at him. <laughs> look at this guy with the HBK stretch. He was I love it. it. He was uh, feeling his oats. You don't you don't see it in that video, but the fireworks went off right yeah. when he did that, and that's pretty cool. Uh, also, speaking of fireworks, here's a shit. Michaela got an incredible shot of the flyover from yeah. tonight. This is probably my favorite video I've ever taken in my life. This is during the national wow. anthem. Um, favorite bit. Wow. Yeah, that is high the, praise. The anthem trumpet this. player was Matt. there. Yeah, this um, is electric. Yeah, it was beautiful. I had just finished um, just like Ooh. sobbing over how excited I was about baseball. Ooh, the way you followed them. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my Thank gosh. You. Um, it's pretty dope. The runouts, though, I did get some fireworks. Um, I got our young king. I think this is our young king. Our young king. Uh, Alex yeah, Thomas taking the field. Alex Thomas, Boom. look at that, bam. Fireworks. Um, you love to see it. So, I mean, it was really cool. Opening day is just always the it's best. It's just, it's so good to be out there. And honestly, like, 
I, I talk about that I've covered this team for a long time, but to see all the people that work at, at Chase Field and yeah, all the coaches fun. and everything, it's yeah. so much fun. Everyone's feels, really happy on opening yeah, day. Everybody yeah, was, everybody it was tremendously It all kind of goes happy. downhill from here. Yeah. Where people yeah. are just progressively yeah. more and more exhausted with how long the baseball season is, but yeah. everyone's happy. It was great. There's so many people day. there, too. What did they say attendance was? Like over? 48,000. 48,000 yeah. 48, plus. It was yeah. awesome. It, was it didn't look like it there for a minute. Jesse and I were talking about how like pregame when we were looking from the field. Apparently the traffic was very bad, which, oh, is, God, which yeah. is understandable. Well, first Friday, and there was a Suns game happening at the same oh, time. I, so between first wait, Friday wait, and wait, doesn't, wait, doesn't no. first Friday happen on Friday? Friday. Yeah, oh my Friday. God, you guys. Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's Friday. I'm losing my mind. I mean, it's anyway, almost there midnight, was a Suns so. game happening. Oh, yeah, it is almost midnight. Um, there was a Suns game happening, so maybe that was why. But No, yeah, that's absolutely yeah, 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 I mean, it's a nightmare down Directly adjacent. Yeah, but I will say this. Like like Jesse said, it's it's it was happiness it was the, yeah. there was a god of good bliss. vibes yeah going back to what i was saying i did talk to tori about the reaction to the dodgers players it felt like the first time in a very long time that there was booze that could be heard over cheers uh for the dodgers especially when announcing the starting lineup yeah. right let me just tell you uh tori tori dug it tori was with it and tori was smiling and he was loving every minute of the fact that he has been here for a long time and he has been to a lot of Dodgers Diamondbacks games at Chase Field, yeah. and there's nothing that that man wants more than to make that stadium roar for the Diamondbacks the mm-hmm. way that it once roared for the Dodgers, right? Yeah. So. I I asked Tori that question, of course, the the day that the Dodgers clinched last year, right? That happened at yeah. Chase Field, yeah. and I remember asking Tori after that game, like, is it tough for you with how much blue is in the stands? And he gave much more of a pointed answer than I was expecting. He was like, heck yeah, like this is messed up. <laughs> this is not the way yeah. that it's supposed to be when we're playing in our own ballpark, right? Yeah. Um, and even today, honestly, like I was in LA for Dodgers opening day, right? For their home opener. And just even though Chase Field was packed, right? It was filled to the brim. There were 48,000 people there. The difference in the environment from Dodger Stadium to Chase Field on opening day is enormous yeah i mean just the amount just how engaged the fans are how loud they cheer for different events during the game yeah it's not i mean it's not close and and i don't want to say that's like oh d-backs fans are terrible or anything it's just dodgers fans are like man they're into it the worst right they're i mean they i mean yeah you can make case of the worst in a lot of ways but they're loud they are they're they're absolutely they're the best for their fan for for that team right like the team loves them and that's one thing that we want to create here but it's not easy man because not only are we a a big time transplant city where people's families or the people themselves that live here have come from a different state or a different city right but you just have this long time allegiance in baseball to it's just a sport that goes back with so much history and goes back so far that people's like family bloodlines fall like or fans of a team, you know, yeah. we're Cubs yeah. fans. That's what we are. We identify, <laughs> we're, we're the Johnsons and we are Cubs fans. That's what we are. Right. And like, like there are some, you know, parents that will get mad at their kids if they try to like root for another team or whatever. Right. So yeah. it's just the Diamondbacks have not been around long enough to build that. You know, yeah. I'm finally starting yeah. to see that for the Arizona Cardinals after all these years. 
years, right? 1988, mm. long time ago, the Cardinals came here. And just now I'm starting to see that generation of fans that were born into being a Cardinal, where they are been Cardinal fans since they were like little kids. And like, that's kind of what the Diamondbacks are getting around to now that we're at 25 years. But yeah. 25 years is still a drop in, in the hat compared to how long yeah. the Boston Red Sox have been around that's and the Yankees true. and even the Pirates and stuff. So I was born into being a Cardinals fan and I've regretted it ever since. Yeah, no, so. me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rough lineage, let me Carlos? tell you. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the Arizona. Uh, the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. Like, oh, yeah. well, you could be a born <laughs> No, if I'd been in, yeah, born into a Saint, I mean, I feel like that's one of the better fan bases to be yeah, born Oh, St. Louis Cardinals? Yeah, the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a pretty good Absolutely. fan base to be born Absolutely. into. Arizona Cardinals, not, not so. You know what we should be doing right now, Jesse? We should have some sunglasses on because I feel like we're throwing we're some all, shade. We are kind of throwing shade. And we may have secured a sponsorship deal with someone that can provide us with those sunglasses because we are very excited to be partnering with our friends from Shady Rays. Uh, you could take on the sun here in Arizona. You can finally take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. And I love this about them. Like if you buy a pair of $200 sunglasses, you're constantly uh, – experiencing anxiety wondering where your sunglasses are if you've lost them if you've broken them if someone stole them right i mean there's something to be said about affordable sunglasses that you can still love that same way and shady rays does that they are an independent sunglasses company with world-class products just as good as expensive sunglasses durable frames extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures and so much more uh if you yeah let's go jesse oh yeah look at that guy yes I you want, you want to look like this? Do you want to look this sexy? Oh, no. Those are perfect. Damn, those are, he? I don't know. I think, I, need, hot. I think I need to see these on you, Derek. Do you want to? Right, I think I mean, this Maybe they'll look better. Be, they'll look better on you than they do on me. This might be more of my vibe. There right we go. Yeah. There it is. There oh, it is. These are Shady Rays. And of course, uh, they are incredible. And you guys need to get yourself uh, a pair. If, of course, uh, if you don't love your Shady Rays after purchasing them, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them. For, thir- for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back, which, of course, like buying stuff on the internet is like that, right? Like you hesitate because you have no idea. Not how- me. No? Well, no. I mean, I- <laughs> none of us actually hesitate to buy stuff on the internet, but we all know sometimes we get that stuff and you don't like it when it comes in or it doesn't fit right. Uh, Shady Ray's got you. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Ray is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. 50. 50% off. 50%. Oh, I, I, think, for I think you became Evil Derek when you put those on. Did I? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Evil Derek has a, a Gabriel goatee, thing. though. That's the only difference there. Uh, but try for yourself. And, of course, Shades rated five stars by over 50,000 people. <laughs> Jesse going skiing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty accurate. I think that's, yeah. Jesse, about, Jesse, that's about that looks skiing like. version of Jesse. Just blocking out the haters. Uh, well, we thank you guys, of course, for being here right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when we go live or any of our wonderful shows on the network go live. Also, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there. Leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback. But most importantly, we want you to join the family over here at PHNX. Get yourself a PHNX Diehards membership over at GoPHNX. Not only do you get a free piece of merchandise from the PHNXLocker.com, you also get 20% off all future purchases. You get access to all sorts of member benefits, including our members-only Discord Lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. You also get access uh, to our members-only discounts with our partners, members-only uh, merchandise, 
and so much more. You also just get a $50 gift card right out of the box from our friends at Mountain Mike. So there's no reason to not sign up. The, the hat and the gift card right there pays for the entire membership in itself. So join us over at gophnx.com. You also get access to Jesse's newsletter, Full Count, which Jesse just uh, dropped a, a new one recently, right? I did. What yeah. was that one on? That one was about Tori Lovello's usage of the leadoff spot and how obviously a leadoff hitter in 2023 looks pretty different than a leadoff hitter like back in the 1980s. Especially when you're talking about Kyle Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Lewis would have been, you know, more of a a cleanup hitter type back in the day. And I mean, for a lot of teams, he still would be that today. But uh, yeah, I don't think Kyle Lewis is stealing 100 bases anytime soon. Like some of those guys back in the 80s I don't think that's the case. Um, But the Diamondbacks have not been very good this year uh we want to say that they've been maybe a little bit more lucky uh than good but they've had a very very bad start to this season and jesse actually we were talking about uh literally how bad things actually are right now d-backs are currently 27th in major league baseball and team ops yeah i mean it's all bad it's all horrible it's all yeah, i'm, I'm gonna be honest bad. The pitching, offense, defense, all it all sucks. The Every D-backs single bit are, of it sucks. Are three and four, and it's kind of, it's kind of a miracle in some ways that that they're three and four, just given how bad some of <laughs> these numbers not, look. It's right. like, wow, you played the Dodgers and the Padres and put up this, these numbers, and somehow you won three games. <laughs> is, that not, is that not a good thing, though? Yeah, it is. It I'm absolutely not, like, mildly is. Mildly no. encouraged by this. No, yeah. you absolutely, no, it absolutely have to be, right? is. Because yeah. if you are playing this poorly, Jesse gave us their slash line, their team slash line. Jesse, do you want to hit us with it? Uh, the team slash line is 217, 267, 339. <laughs> and they've won three games. That's pretty bad. Like, I mean, I that's like, like a happy thing. I don't know. Like, We're, somehow they've managed to do this against probably two of the best teams in baseball. And, like, right. they're not getting shit stomped every right. night. Like, And then yeah. that's the thing is, like you said, it's encouraging because they're so bad right now, right? Yeah. Like, if you're finding a way to win, which is something that we have desperately wanted to see this team do yeah. at times when things weren't working for them, then imagine when these guys do start clicking. Yeah. Which I can't imagine that this continues for this team. It just feels like everybody is pressing. (laughs) Yeah. I think that would be the worst slash line in like major league history, basically. Yeah. I don't think it's going to, I think it's probably going to come up. The best bad team. Yeah. The best bad team. We really are. (laughs) I mean, like good, good teams find a way to win games that they have no business winning. And the D backs have absolutely done that. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to take that away from them. But what I also want to make clear is like, these seven games have been pretty bad, yeah. like across like across the board. They've been pretty dang bad. Uh, the offense is not is not playing well. The pitching we mentioned the bullpen being the least of their problems with a four point five zero ERA. Uh, the starting pitching has an ERA of five point eight two as a team right now. The D backs have given up fourteen home runs um, altogether 14. this season, which is which is <laughs> In a lot. Sixty innings, yeah. Bad. And looking at the offensive side, like uh, on a more granular level, Geraldo Perdomo. Got to got to give that guy a shout out. Uh, he is three for seven. Hard not a lot. Three. Not a lot of at bats, but he has more walks than strikeouts. He has an OPS over thirteen hundred. Uh, he's been really good. But if if you look through some of the other guys on this list, um, I mean, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is five for twenty eight to start the year. Ooh. All of his hits have been singles. Ooh. Alec Thomas is zero for thirteen. He has yet Ooh. to get on the board with a hit this year. Uh, Gabby. King. 
Gabby Moreno had a double in this game. He's still three for 17. Cattell is five for 28. Kyle Lewis is two for 15. I could go on. Like uh, everyone, wait, it's wait, been pretty bad. Wait, can I make it even worse just for fun? If if you feel the if need to, must. go ahead. Dalton Varsho's hitting 333, by the way. Yeah, I don't I think anyone wanted to hear that. But I just needed to say it. I'm sorry, but it's what is going on. Yeah, I mean, Moreno and Guriel are a combined eight for 45 to start the year. So Not that's bad. a sub 200 <laughs> batting average. That That is that is Okay, bad. yes, but, it's bad. But, 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 but. but they're only one game away from being 500. And they've only played two teams so far in Major League Baseball, which happen to be two of the best, best teams. teams in all Absolutely. Major League like, Baseball. I'm Absolutely. not trying to make excuses. Yes, it's bad. And the the gears, they're grinding against each other right now. But all I got to do is figure out how to get a little bit of oil on these gears. <laughs> and then the gears are going to start turning and everything well, might just be okay. I, I really do. I mean, I like your metaphor, but I mean, you're not wrong, right? Like some of the problems sometimes is like, again, I don't understand how we've seen this the last two seasons and now the start of this season from this team. But yeah, it's amazing how when they are in an offensive slump, it's the entire team Pretty is an much. offensive slump. Like yeah. that's, yeah. that's I mean, you so could, unheard of. Like he, like McCarthy had a, had a nice game. He's still at a 698 OPS on the year. I wouldn't necessarily call that good. Corbin Carroll, right? Six for his first 18 to start the year. You know, people felt really good about that. He's gone over his last nine. His numbers don't look great now. Christian Walker had a, had a good first few games. He now has a 656 OPS. So, yeah, the D-backs have played an absurdly high level of competition, right? The Dodgers and Padres, like you just said, very, very, very good baseball teams. They found a way to win some games that they had no business winning, which is a, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the numbers are are awful. I mean it's it's really it's really really bad. But I think it it can only go up from here, right? Um, even against these, it can teams. only go up from <laughs> here. It can only go up from I mean, technically, here. it can God, also go also, down. Yeah. But <laughs> my God, from their team stats, I mean you're not going to maintain these numbers for very long. These guys are Lourdes Gurriel is too good of a hitter to yeah. keep hitting. You know, a buck seventy nine. Like that's just not really going to continue, yeah. no matter how good the opposing pitchers are. And yeah, and within a couple of weeks, this hellish beginning to the season for the D-backs from a scheduling standpoint will change. And it is Thank honestly, Lord, uh, it is crazy how much it changes too. If yeah. we Depending, never play the Dodgers again, it'll be too soon. Oh, and we 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 don't for quite a while. For quite so a while. Yeah. Been, but it reminds me, it reminds me, Jesse, of when we started doing the show. Because Jesse and oh, I yes. started doing the show on the heels of one of the worst seasons in Diamondbacks history. Yeah, we launched at a great time. And then we went yeah. right into a lockout, <laughs> right? And so everything was so hard for us back then. <laughs> and things aren't so hard for us now, right? So maybe the Diamondbacks are just going through their hard phase here early on. And maybe yeah. based on the fact of how difficult this stretch has been and the level of difficulty of their opponents, maybe they come out of this once they, once they get through and, and get the Milwaukee Brewers next week. Yeah, it's will, like the Brewers are a really good team, yeah. but even they are like, oh my gosh, we're only playing the Brewers. Yes, thank God. Like, I'm oh, so glad. Like, they're we, terrible. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. awful compared to the Dodgers, it feels like. Uh, that's the other takeaway that I have from uh, not only this game, but last series and uh, what will probably continue to unfold over these next few games is I think this Dodgers team is still really good. A lot of people came into this season with the offseason that they had and were like, you know what? Looks like the Dodgers are kind of taking their feet off the gas a little bit. Maybe this team is going to be, you know, 85 wins, 90 wins, something like that. I don't know if I see that. James <laughs> Altman is too good. Miguel Vargas yeah, is too good. Very young guy, man. Dustin May, you Dustin know, did his May thing is again incredible. today. 
Yeah, he Dustin May makes me sick. I mean, yeah. I can't wait to see yeah. him pitch against a team yeah. that isn't the Diamondbacks. Dustin May is going to own was us unreal. for eight more years. That was really that was something yeah. else to watch. Yeah. Gross. Um, but I will say this: that uh, I, I was talking about the uh, vibes being immaculate. They're immaculate right now here in the chat because of the buck stops here. Thank you for your super chat, sir. Uh, and his super chat just says, "Ban the wave, ban the wave, ban the wave." Ban I the cannot wave. agree <laughs> more. So on board with that. We I are a pro ban the wave podcast. We are absolutely a ban the wave podcast. And just in case anybody forgot, surgeons have determined that doing the wave will, yes, will cause tears to the. Uh, Jesse, can you help me out with this one? Is it surprapnatus, surprapnatus muscle, and the bless you? I don't know what you're. Muscle. I don't know what you're reading. It's the right throwing now. of the individual's arms rapidly into the air to cause uh, rotator cuff injuries. Oh all sorts yes. of other yeah, stuff. yeah, uh, yeah. Also, any children doing the wave will be sold to the circus. That's a rule at Chase Field. That's where I they belong. No, I have no authority to cancel that rule out, but it's part uh, of part of the uh, rule changes. Actually, correct. some people yes. might not be familiar. Yeah, it's last year we didn't have the pitch clock. Right. This year we do. Last yeah. year the kids were not sold to the circus. Now they're sold to the now, circus. Now they are. In can't fact. stand yeah. in the yeah. outfielders. Infielders can't stand the grass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't can can can't stand in the grass now. They yeah. Could. A lot of a lot, lot of there's a lot of fine lot of print stuff. in the in yeah. the rule changes. You but know? uh, but again. The vibes are immaculate, at least here at PHNX and the PHNX HQ, and they are always immaculate here in the Valley. And that's why we are excited to tell you guys about our brand new shirt. Uh, Check it out. Look look at that bad boy. It's always sunny in the Valley, and the vibes are immaculate. Vibes are immaculate. Go grab the shirt right now. You need this shirt in your life. A lot of teal. There is a lot of teal. There's a lot of teal. We are working as much teal into everything uh, as we can this year. Inject it. uh, I don't know if you guys saw that new logo on on twitter but you might have uh might check that out also uh tell you guys what if you don't uh haven't already make sure to fuel up not only yourself but your car uh and everything even even maybe your feelings maybe your sadness fuel your sadness uh tonight from our friends at circle k uh of course stop on your way home grab yourself a polar pop grab yourself a 12 pack of beer for just 9.99 they got red bulls and monsters at red bulls three for eight dollars monsters three for six uh, check out our friends at Circle K all over the valley. Uh, they have the best price on gas is is very expensive. Yeah, so, this is ridiculous. Let me tell you, I'm about I, to start walking everywhere and I, I don't it's, exercise. It's, yeah, she's no, she hates it. She hates it. She she's did now trying know? to figure out ways to get me to drive her places. <laughs> and then she wanted to sit up. in the back seat and like work on her computer. That shit wasn't happening. But, did you know what's that? So I just went on this little road trip. That you did uh, yeah yeah did. You, you, I did. think you do know that gas was very expensive. Um, Yes, but not right at the border. Oh yeah, in Yuma, gas was like three sixty five. Yes, correct. That's how much it is in Tucson? It and then the closer you get to Phoenix, it just keeps going up. Same thing with up north. If you go up really? north, like where, Sedona, or yeah, yeah, like on that way something? up there, yeah, like all those gas Weird. stations that are usually too expensive to stop by on stop at on your way up. And you're like, ah, uh, we'll make it a couple more miles. No, they're like three fifty four right now. It's, I don't know what's Phoenix up with has that. An envi- environmental thing. Like it the is. Gas yeah, in Phoenix has to meet an environmental standard that it doesn't yeah. have to meet. Yeah, outside it's of the certain. City yeah, certain additives, and it also comes from like there's like something about there's only like two lines that come from California, so it's mm. like not, yeah. It's not not easy. I've seen gas stations running out of gas, um, actually, but not at Circle K. So we just sure talk about Circle K. gasoline. That's gonna it's gonna be a gasoline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're that's now gas at least one one segment. I mean, show, I feel like yeah. it's very important. This is a very important <laughs> service to society that we're offering. But uh, make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Head to CircleK.com/store-locator uh, to find Circle K's near you. That's CircleK.com/store. 
store-locator to find Circle K's near you. And while you're there, grab our friends from Four Peaks Beer. It is the best local beer that you can find. And of course, uh, they have a wide variety of beers, great beers. Uh, I love their IPAs. Hazy IPA. Uh, Hazy IPA. Goated. Uh, also the Wow Wheat. So make sure to grab some beers at Circle K uh, and, and keep yourself stocked up. Also, stop by their A Street Pub. They have spring training tours uh, still going on. You can go over, ask them. Tell them Derek sent you. Tell them the baseball guys sent you. They'll show you the secret process where the beers are made by ghosts. And uh, yeah, it's very exciting. So uh, check out fourpeaks.com slash events for all your beer week entertainment. And uh, we're having another fun party out there. So make sure to join us on April 27th. Cardinals got a new coach, new GM. It's a new team. Cardinals also have the third pick in the draft. They need a new owner. They need a new... (laughs) From the top row! (laughs) Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. RKO out of nowhere. But a big opportunity for the Cardinals and the best place to take in this pivotal moment in the rest of the NFL draft on April 27th is with your favorite degenerate from PHNX at the Fort Peaks 8th Street Pub. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Now... Jesse and I very much wanted to bring you good news in some way, shape, or form on this episode. Michaela wanted good news. They both demanded it, but we could not find anywhere, any, 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 anywhere. <laughs> we looked in the farm system, and I hate to say this, but more bad news. The entire Diamondbacks organization today is a mess. It was just a bad day all around for every team associated with the Diamondbacks. I mean, the, the Reno Aces didn't play because they got rained out. Does that count as bad? I mean, I, I feel like that that's was, bad. I think that was the best news. That, Is that, that came yeah, out that's the best news we for, have to uh, offer you? <laughs> yeah, so uh, the Rawhide just finished their game. They were the last ones to finish. 17-0. to no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Isn't there? Bad. Isn't there a? Is there a mercy? Is rule? there a mercy rule? Is there no? Apparently, there's <laughs> no, not there's a mercy, no mercy rule because it would have been activated at some point. This game did <laughs> not end early. Oh. Uh, that was Drew Jones's first official game as okay. a member of the Diamondbacks oh, organization. His first professional baseball. His game? first. Prof- I guess unless you count those exhibition games, which we did see Drew Jones nearly yeah, hit a home run in one of those exhibition true. games last I don't week. Think you can count that first though. Chase Field AB. Um, yeah, I don't think that counts. This is his first official professional at bat as a member of the of the D-backs organization or or at bats. Uh, he went over three with a walk, so nothing super notable there. Uh, I'm told he made a pretty nice catch in. Uh, he did. We actually field, have some however. video of that. Can we take a look at that? Oh, what did, oh. Where did you guys get this footage uh, of a camcorder from 1942? Hey. Jeez. Uh, I'm not sure if that's footage of Drew Jones or footage of his dad. dad. Like, yeah, like it might have been. Like it might be Drew Jones no way, to prove, no way to prove it one way or another. <laughs> it was a great catch. It was yeah. a great really catch, whoever, whoever it was. Uh, he talks about the Rawhide getting crushed 17 to nothing. They're not the only ones that got smashed. Sod yeah. poodles or calf fries, whatever, whichever one you want to call them. They lost their season <laughs> opener 12 to 4. And the Hillsboro Hops uh lost nine to two. Oof. Yeah. So they had the best, they had the best night, arguably, of all of the D backs minor league teams losing nine Can to you two. Say that? Um <laughs> it was pretty rough. Uh Dylan Ray pitched in that game, Diamondbacks fourth round draft pick from from last year. Jesse, they Three. got outscored as in total 38 to 6. Oh, that was yeah. really good well, math. Did you yeah, just do that? I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm, uh, that would have taken me like a calculator a couple years yeah, to figure I think out. You're right, 38 to six. <laughs> uh, Ray pitched decently well in that game. Three and a third innings, two hits, two runs, two walks, six strikeouts. Um, that was that was good to see. But yeah, not not great, not great on the whole for any of the D-backs minor league teams today. The Reno Aces have been playing for for a while now, but today was the opener for 
all of the other teams, so the Rawhide, the Hops, the Sod Poodles, they all had their openers, and none of up. them, none of them went well. Didn't the Aces <laughs> get smashed yesterday too? Yeah, I believe the Aces lost twelve to nothing yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah, things things aren't great. We can go through. Uh, I mean, is the, this the darkest mm, possible timeline now? The, what the Aces are too. We were so three. happy you last guys, show. You the guys, Aces have been respectable. Be Everyone, I feel like everyone's like getting a little too sad a little too quickly. Like we need to preserve our sadness for later on in the season when things inevitably are going to take a turn downwards. <laughs> oh my god. Like can wow. we just like oh can god. we just chalk that this up to like positive, but I'm not really sure <laughs> what the hell just happened? Can we just chalk this up to like it's the beginning of the season? Yes. They're dusting off their gloves and their bats and they're gonna get into the swing of things. They just need yeah. to like get their mojo going and, and it's going to be okay. Like it's, it's too early to hit the panic button and I'm not saying anyone's hitting it yet, but I feel like we're like trying to like, we're like flinching towards it. You know, we're like, we're like, eh, maybe, maybe hit it. No, no. But I feel like it's going to be okay. Like, I know this sucks to watch them lose, especially on opening day twice yeah. <laughs> on the road yeah. and at yeah. home. And it's easy to get down on this team, but I'm just not ready to give up yet. I think it's going to be okay. I think this, they just got to work. I feel like they got the jitters, you know, this yeah. team is so young. Yeah. Like they've just got to work through it and then it's going to be fine. There's, be okay. there is something to be said about staring across the field at that Dodgers uniform and, and being intimidated yeah. about uh, by it. And honestly, even though thing. the, even though the Padres don't have that history, with the lineup that they have and the and the kind of the mystique that's developing in San Diego around them, they also kind of have that same thing, you know. And I mean, at, at the very least, we can still take away that the Diamondbacks did work in these two series, and we we still have to. I mean, this series could they could split this series, and we could be like talking about how we overreacted, like you said, at the end of it, right? Because honestly, once again, if they have a 500 record. After eight games with the Dodgers and two games with the with the Padres, I'll take it. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Right. So there's still plenty of time for them to salvage not only this series, but I mean, even just kind of get things moving in the right direction for them as a whole. I will say, I hate the fact that I'm starting to question the coaching of this team. Mm. And I'm talking about the major league coaching and I'm talking about every aspect. It's not just it's not just one coach. Sorry, I'm starting to wonder about Mather. I'm starting to worry about Strom. And it's not their fault, but like I said, when the team, when you're having all the starting pitching, with the exception of one guy, look pretty subpar. And when you have yeah. the offense not working in any way and it's almost every single guy on the team, what point do you start trying to wonder if it's the if the if it's the coaching? I mean, I we've said too it too early, Derek. It's yeah, absolutely it's too, too early. early. Well, you too and early. I have said it extent like to to so often we've said it so much where we yeah. have said that this coaching staff is incredible and it's probably a big At reason why the minor- parts of it, right? Parts like it, yeah. I think Brent Strom is pretty clearly one of the best in the, in the world at what he does. Yeah. I don't think you can really argue that regardless almost of what the results on the field tell you. Sure. I don't know if Joe Mather necessarily is earned that level of respect. I don't know if Jeff Bannister, I mean, it, doesn't have you know quite as much of an impact um, as a bench coach. That's a little bit of a different role. But it was interesting to hear about Jeff Bannister's role as far as like the run game yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he's Bannister very instrumental. In, very old, yeah, yeah Tori was talking today about how Bannister basically controls the run game or is very instrumental in, in helping D-backs pitchers control the run game and instruct pitchers when to throw over to first. I was not aware that that's something that yeah. he had his hands on. So, yeah, I mean, he's certainly certainly involved as well. But. And he said, he said it's not really that much different. Like we asked him, like how 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 is it to try to incorporate these new rules into what you're already doing? And basically, he said, like with the throwing over to the base, he's like, we just got two bullets in the gun now. That's the only difference, right? Yeah. So you just got to pick your spots a little bit more, and you got to 
be a little bit more thoughtful about it, but it's still a chess game. <laughs> You're still trying to, you know, outthink each other and, and kind of come up with a plan that works. And so far, I mean, at least on the base path, the Diamondbacks, that hasn't been a problem for the Diamondbacks. Oh my gosh. It doesn't really feel like yeah. teams stealing against them or running on them has been a problem. It yeah. definitely no. feels like it's other aspects. Of Have we game. maybe considered that like a lot of their struggles at the plate has come from maybe like the pitch clock and trying to get used to the pitch clock? Because baseball is a game of like patterns. Like I was talking to um, Andrew Chapin before the game and I, we were asking him about a shirt that he wears before every <laughs> oh single game. Um, wait, the same wait. shirt every time. That's okay. That, that's it's, it's the failed starter shirt yes. that I'm sure you might've seen <laughs> Chapin wear, media. which is yes. just an outstanding shirt. But <clears throat> Jesse brought back some, my, I think you did too. Like this was mind blowing to me that they come and tell me he only has one of them. Yeah. It's just he one just shirt. And it's the, the same, same shirt, shirt every, every single game. game. But he was telling me it's a game of patterns. It's a game of, you know, being comfortable in like what oh, you do yeah. day in and day out. It's and so routines, once you get into a routine yeah. when you're in the batting box of, you know, and it's all the stupid shit that we hate, like taking off your gloves, readjusting the straps, like yeah. Yeah. messing it with your faster. downstairs, like gripping your bat, like <laughs> messing with your have downstairs. Have we considered that maybe, <laughs> I don't know, this is a PG show. Have we considered <laughs> that maybe some of the, the struggles in at bat have just been they're trying to adjust to the shift being banned. They're trying to adjust to the the pitch clock For and sure. not being able to step out sure. and do their routines. And like they've gotten to a pattern of like always adjusting this glove and this glove. And they're like, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's something we, to account for there. We don't know what yeah. the actual opinion. So, you know, we only know what we're how they answer the questions. Right. Yeah. But we don't know how like the overall opinion towards the new rules are. The only thing we know is that. Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen have made it abundantly clear that they are not a fan of any of this yeah, new stuff, right? Totally. And, and that's fine. But at the same time, like what you said, uh, it makes me wonder how much it's bothering them considering how uh, they're struggling early yeah. this season, right? Yeah. And I do wonder how much it's bothering the the, the batters as well. Uh, but, you know, I think the thing is, is that we – uh, we will wait to see. We will see, obviously, who uh, if, if they can hit their way out of this. And I kind of agree with you guys. I don't think this is something that's going to stick around for too long. Hopefully, they can get back on track. The uh, the rule changes or the no the, the Diamondbacks. The, oh, the rule changes okay. are the, 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 rule the changes. struggles on. Okay, yeah, the, like... the, the struggles. Those <laughs> that the rules changes are going. If we're looking are for someone to blame, <laughs> I blame Rob Manfred because he was the one who probably hired the schedule maker, wow. and the schedule maker screwed us by making us play the freaking gosh darn Dodgers and the Padres to open the season. So if we're looking what? for someone to blame, I just put the blame on Rob Manfred. That is my fail save. It never lets me down. It works every single time. Just blame Rob Manfred. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. And the schedule maker. <laughs> so as far as the schedule making goes, I do want to say on a point I was kind of making earlier, the D-backs first few weeks are insane, right? You've got, you've got the Dodgers for four, Padres for two, Dodgers for four, Brewers for three. You get the Marlins for three uh, over, I guess this is next weekend. That's a little bit of a break, but then you get three on the road against the Cardinals and then four at home against the Padres. So, those first three weeks are just crazy for the D-backs. After that, though, from April 24th until the end of May, so literally we're talking almost a month and a half, depending on how you feel about the Philadelphia Phillies, you could make a case the D-backs might not see a playoff team for well over a month. Thank God. That is how That's that is how drastic good. of a change it is. And, and yeah, to kind of bring this full circle, like, there's no getting around how bad the numbers are pretty much across the board. The D-backs have managed to go three and four, which I think is is a testament to their fight in, in some of these really tough games. I'm saying. Um, 
But the level of competition they're playing right now is extremely high. And, and once we see the other side of that, once we see a month straight of, you know, playing the Marlins and the A's and the Pirates and all these other teams, you wouldn't be shocked if this D-backs team starts to look pretty good all of a sudden once they're no longer playing the Padres and the Dodgers and facing Dustin May and you Darvish every night, right? Yeah. D-backs haven't faced one bad starter uh, yeah. up to this point okay. like maybe ryan weathers is the worst starter they've faced I mean, and he you was darvish pumping. yeah you darvish is the worst uh, like i like none of these guys are are bad at all the d-backs have faced pretty much all like number one and number two starter uh types at this point and and that is going to change here in a couple of weeks so i think it's important to kind of reserve your judgments about this team for for a little while um before agree. we before we see them start to face some some more balanced competition. The schedule maker was just like, we're going to demoralize the Diamondbacks for the first month. Yeah, of the we're going to embarrass them. Have fun figuring that out. And then we're going to have this great comeback story yeah, for like a month go. after that. It's it's really weird. Brady Martin saying two opening days against L- Los Angeles Dollars was just cruel. Cruel. Like cruel and unusual pretty, punishment. Yeah, it's um, pretty tough. Someone at D-backs must have pissed off schedule department at MLB. I'm saying. I'm saying, you guys. That's who we're blaming, okay? We're not blaming anyone else. We're blaming the scheduling department at Major League <laughs> baseball I, that's that i'm with i don't even I'm know is, it, is that like a robot like is there i don't know actual, <laughs> i have no like, idea is they that do an the actual person i don't i don't even know i don't know works. just rob manfred's at fault i don't uh, know the mariners played a very very short baseball game by the way and it's just once again a sub two hour game a sub two hour, sub two hour wow. game. even today's game sub was fast hour. yeah uh what's was. crazy though is i did find out that like even last year, there was a sub two hour game. So it's not that uncommon to have this possible freak, freakishly short games. Uh, the, the shortest game in Major League Baseball history, Jesse, was like 30 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. I think we ta- <laughs> I think we talked about this like a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah I, I need to go back and look up the story of we that do. game again. We, yeah, but, for sure. Uh, yeah. But, yeah uh, this game was two hours and 43 minutes, which... Might be the longest Diamondbacks game that we've seen yeah. so far. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mistaken. Two, 241 was the previous one. Yeah, I think it was 241 was one of those games that I they think played it in down San and we were in the fourth inning. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 they're moving. They're moving. But yeah. we have your probables for the rest of the series right here. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks again. Some uh, We get that classic matchup again tomorrow of Clayton Kershaw versus Madison Bumgarner. Uh, the matchup nobody wanted. Uh, also, Noah Syndergaard versus Zach Davies. That's going to be an interesting matchup, uh, especially of two guys with very, very, very small ERAs. Uh, and then the youngsters, Michael Grove and Ryan Nelson, go at it in the finale of this game. And I I actually i am not as discouraged about the probables for the rest of the series how, as we were the first time, I think, that we yeah. played the Dodgers, right? Looking at the those pitchers compared to our pitchers just makes me so it's sad. Not- <laughs> Walker Bueller. Yeah, because Michael there. Grove's just there for Walker Bueller. And they're not yeah. getting Julio Urias this this Oh uh, my gosh. Noah Syndergaard either. is there five if Walker yeah. Bueller's yeah. healthy. Yeah. I'm not totally, pitching. I'm still not convinced that Noah Syndergaard is all that great. I mean, he wasn't really that great last year. No. So I, I think we need to reserve judgment on that a little bit. But yeah, Madison Bumgarner, it sounds like is gonna start tomorrow. Um, I know we were still waiting for an official word on that after, uh, you know, he had some arm fatigue in his first start of the season was sent back to Arizona for some tests. Those all came back clean. So mad bum, it sounds like is, is a full go for tomorrow night. And yeah, the Kershaw mad bum thing didn't go so well, uh, last time. Sure didn't. No, it did not. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, at, at this point, 
at this point, if you win that game, you feel like you stole one, yeah. you know, like, yeah, you, yeah. like you won another one of those games that you probably had no business winning that that pitching matchup at this point is pretty lopsided. Gabriel says, we really going to split the series with the Dodgers again? Hell yes, we are. That would be huge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that right. would be enormous. Uh, yeah. Brady Martin says, hey, totally random, but did they introduce Mark Melanson during pregame intros tonight? I swear I didn't see him. We did not see him. I did not. I did not, not see him. I don't but remember we did that. see Carson Kelly, and we saw Corbin Martin. They were both in slings, and it brought it's a tear to our eye. Weird. Yeah. Whoa. It's kind of weird. I didn't, I did I didn't not notice see him. that. I did not notice that. That's a great. That's it's a possible great catch. that all that's of us just catch. missed it. I guess. No, I don't think. I don't. I was paying I, attention to the whole lineup, yeah. and I didn't hear him. Yeah, maybe they just would have been some booze. I'm sure. Corbin Martin yeah. is, Scott is McGuff out. Didn't get the the best reception. So. Yeah. Maybe they'll just announce that they DFA'd him tomorrow and make everyone stay oh awesome. <laughs> Corbin Martin is out for the season, and and he was out. Yeah, there. he was out there. Yeah, but Mark Melanson is not necessarily I, out for the season, look, and and he DFA, wasn't. That's, Corbin that's Martin, weird. Corbin Corbin Martin, and Carson Kelly were palling around way too much about their arms being in slings. Yeah, like I saw him at one point, like nudge him with his i was like no i don't know that makes me sad you guys are both too good to be on the shelf for as long as the bullpen could again. use corbin martin God, the, the, the corbin martin that we saw in spring training seven mile an hour yeah down the corners corbin it was martin. it was the corbin martin that you kind of hoped you'd see eventually yep. and but, you know you had no guarantees of what it was going to look like once the games counted corbin martin hasn't really proven much in the regular season just fair, yet but fair, very true, what very we true. saw looked pretty looked pretty good Speaking of a Corbin, different one. Chris asked us, how do we feel about Corbin getting dropped off by his parents? <laughs> it got brought oh, up a lot on TV. Oh, fantastic. That's, that's, we were, that was fantastic. It was great. My, was my really parents cute. drop me off at the ballpark every single day they to do, do my job. They do. I don't know about they, you guys. They give him but... a lunch. I get really <laughs> jealous be because like, I'm, <laughs> I'm very possessive <laughs> over Jesse. So when I see his actual parents taking care of him, it makes me sad. It makes me feel inadequate. Like I'm not doing a good enough job as his work dad uh, <laughs> that his real parents need oh, to step in. God. Right. That's like, that's, that's undercutting me. But uh, Corbin Martin or Cor- uh, sorry, Carol. Corbin Carroll, Corbin Lots Carroll, of Corbins. lots of Corbins. Corbin Corbin. Corbin Carroll is just Corbin <laughs> a very wholesome fellow. He really is. And, and that's just, that's it. Right. Exactly. We did learn the story behind it we though. Did. Right. Yeah. It was so it's Corbin par- Carroll's car. He picked he, them up from the airport. He went to go right? get his parents before the game and he just decided it was going to be easier to let them keep the car. Uh, and drop them off. I'll drop him off at Chase Field because he, there, there are out. They have to be here so early. Hours. There are like yeah. seven, eight hours in between when he gets dropped off and the actual game starts. So I'm sure he told his parents to go, uh, maybe drop their bags off, maybe go get a drink or something there to eat go. or something. But uh, definitely was not him actually getting dropped off. It was like parents. the pictures are so cute though. It was like first day of it's school. It's adorable. Let's yeah. have fun at your yeah. first day of school. Right. This <laughs> is Corbin Carroll's first home opener. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like he's been around in the big leagues for a while now, but he's never had this experience. Yeah. Of- you know, having his name announced yeah. in front of the home crowd and everything like that. Yeah, and so. they they were they were amped for him. But I did want to see his mom do that thing where she like goes like this, and then he has to put his foot up on her uh, on her leg and then tie his shoe. I wanted to see that. I almost had to do that for Mac. Yeah, uh, earlier today. It, by it the way, almost it's, happened. It's like I have two kids over yeah, here. I was like say, I you are kids. my work dad. You drove me to work today. <laughs> I you did drove drive me to the ballpark. Yeah, and then you I held my her, stuff for me. I took her purse back to the office because <laughs> it was too heavy for her to carry. Yeah, and it's very heavy. It is. It's a luggage. It's in fact something that. Yeah, she needed help. He with, gave though. me a pen and a computer charger and a phone charger. You're my work dad. This is why I love dad. Much. And I'm going to take <laughs> both of these kids so to weird. Octane Raceway at Mavericks. That's where I'm <laughs> taking my kids. We're going to have a fun time over there because we already had fun going out there and checking it out. I beat Jesse in bowling, even though he doesn't want to acknowledge it. Uh, and I'll we do it weren't, again. We weren't in I'll direct do it competition. Again. I will do we it again. We were not in the same uh, lane. Okay, but I kicked right? both y'all's ass in the go karts. 
Oh, I didn't do the go karts. I, I wasn't really here bad. for that. I was so oh. bad. I was. I should have been better at the go karts. But I was trying to Mario Kart it, where I was like trying to hit the edges, and I was trying to. It didn't work yeah. out. Green but, shell or red shell? Oh, it's. I'm. A, I'm an expert with the green shells. I'm really good. Really, I'm really impressive. Good. More, impressive. more technically difficult, but uh, still, I'm. I'm. I'm fire with those. But uh, I'll tell you what is fire: uh, Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Uh, huge selection of beers. All the variety of video games, all the stuff you can do there. Bowling, uh, race, race go karts. It's a blast. They have fifteen dollars domestic beer buckets, uh, and more importantly, they got daily specials every day. Uh, tomorrow's Friday. They got trivia night and rotating drink specials from trivia. Trivia. Everybody loves the trivia, so make sure to do that. Also, fifty percent off signature bowling before noon this weekend. Book some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing. See. Jesse won't go axe throwing with me. I don't think I'd go axe throwing with Michaela, but that's a whole other thing. He would probably um, come back severely injured <laughs> <bowling>. or dead. <laughs> that's why I'm hesitant. But uh, bowling, arcade, food, drinks, so much more. Uh, you can watch all sorts of sports at Mavericks in the Trophy Room Grill uh, and Patio, and you'll get a free $10 game card uh, when you purchase an entree in the Trophy Room. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. And... If you want to not pay $40 for a baseball game, but you want to come out and watch these Arizona Diamondbacks, take on not only the Dodgers, but the Brewers next week. Make sure to do so using GameTime.co. GameTime is the best place to procrastinate and get your tickets last minute, but also save some money. You can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. It's an aesthetically pleasing app. It's got everything you need. And of course, the longer you wait, the cheaper tickets can get. So uh, just procrastinate until the final moment and then get yourself some tickets. Get out and have some fun. Um, at least more fun than we had tonight. <laughs> so I had a great time. I, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Like, I know the Diamondbacks lost, but I was vibing. I was my, having a great time. At my the entire mood is contingent on whether my sports team wins or loses. And you know that. So, <laughs> um, you guys, um, we messed up, though. What, what did we mess Uh-oh. up on? Something really awesome did happen in the minor leagues tonight. What? Ronnie managed her first minor league baseball team for the Hillsborough Hops. So cool. So cool. Yes. Thank you, Tyler, for pointing that out in the comments. Um, How cool. It really was a big moment. And she's just a tremendous – she's a tremendous coach that these players absolutely love. love. Yeah. They, love. they absolutely love her. So. Every person you talk to who yeah. played for the Hops when Ronnie was there as a, a coach, not the manager, but as a coach, nothing but amazing yeah. things to yeah. say and about to her. to see her work in the spring training camp and, and to be up here. Yeah, is, she was out at D-backs camp one day. We got to talk to her for a while. And yeah. She was, yeah, she great was great. Human. Great stuff. So, so congrats, I, Ronnie. Yeah, there's some, there's some positives. What else <laughs> you got, Justin? Yeah, I, I, I just want to go through a couple stats from, from the Reno Aces real quick, Oh, sure, may. please. I, um, I kind of screw through that because it was all sad news there yeah there, you, you know, have more sad news there's, no there's some pause i'll start okay. with the positive okay, stuff all right do. how about that uh diego castillo off-season acquisition for the diamondbacks 10 for 18 so far hitting a 556 not a, not a bad start for all him right. um outside of that offensively buddy kennedy played in three games he's six for nine with two home Whoa, runs oh that's our um, buddy let's go buddy. buddy kennedy continues to be six very very good nice. uh nice. haven smith not <laughs> off to a hot start he's three for 16 at this point Oof. so not a great start for him seth beer two for 11 but you can't um, really say like oh well you know look at how great kyle lewis is doing right now yeah. all things kyle considered. lewis hit that home run and there was so much hype and now you look up and his ops is like 500 so it's pretty it's uh it's pretty bad on the starting <laughs> pitching front, Tommy Henry was the opening day starter for the Reno Aces. 
uh, five innings, four runs, one walk, four strikeouts, which is pretty decent in for Reno. the for the PCL in Reno. You gotta do the you gotta do the Reno conversion math. Yeah, yeah, the Reno yeah. adjustment for that's, altitude. That's, <laughs> that's actually pretty... a one point three five ERA. Yeah, 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 you're gonna yeah guaranteed Cy Young winner if you're, if you're uh, doing that. Uh, Blake Walston started game two, only three and two thirds innings there, seventy two pitches. He wasn't all that efficient. Only one hit though allowed in those three and two thirds innings, no runs. So it was a pretty good performance from him. Uh, Brandon Fott started game three for the Reno Aces. Fott, man. Seven strikeouts, no walks, but he gave up four home runs. Oh, no. Three and two-thirds innings, six hits, five runs, four dingers. Two of those were J.J. Blade, who's a a really, really good prospect. So, um, you know, the level of competition at least was good there. I also looked at some of the data. Brandon Fott threw like 75% fastballs in that game, which was a little odd. Yeah, that's so unlike him. Yeah, I'm not. And and he wasn't having like control issues from what we can tell. So it's a little weird why he threw so many four-seamers. Um, we'll, we'll continue to monitor that. Um, Peter Solomon started game four. Nothing particularly notable there. Uh, Slade Ciccone started their most recent game, three and two thirds, six I runs. I tried to stop nothing, him. Uh, I really tried. There, so. I really tried not to go I down said I would spell. start with the, with the good news, oh, which man. I did. It's but, terrible. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, offensively, there there are other guys who have, who have been good, too. Blaze Alexander, uh, 364 with a 952 OPS. He's looked pretty good so far. Uh, I would say the offense as a whole is, is holding up fairly well. It's just the the pitching side is, has kind of struggled early if you on. Want, if you want to send him Twitter messages about him doing this to us again, you, he's at Jesse and Friedman. There so you go. There really you go. That's where to find me. Uh, I've been on the positive hype train all night. You have been, <laughs> and I appreciate that because even I feel like my, um, my happiness has been brought down a little bit by Jesse, but – uh, she's at Michaela E. Perkins at Michaela E. Perkins on Twitter. If you want to send follow her me messages, I'm so close uh, to 10,000 followers. Oh, wow. <laughs> so so let's, close. let's get her, let's get her there. Uh, I'm at cap <laughs> underscore caveman with a K. Of course, uh, Damon dog is at Damon. D-H-W-G. Uh, of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D backs, but all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we hope you guys all have a much better night than the Arizona Diamondbacks. We're shutting game. down the office. Yeah, guys. they're shutting. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> We're turning this lights off. But uh, we thank you guys again so much for joining us. On behalf of everybody around here, we appreciate you guys as always. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when your starting pitchers are actually good. <laughs>